Hi, welcome back to Nonsense Southern Gentlemen. I am, well, I'm I'm back. I'm Ricky, and I'm back. It, it, I mean, you really didn't leave us anywhere. I'm Sean, by the way, and you didn't really leave us. You just <laughs> stepped out for a moment. I traveled. I traveled to another, a far-off land. To another podcast. To another podcast. We have... Uh, a friend, a fellow podcast in my community, not so much Sean's, but Sean's former community, Our Parents' Basement, which one-third of that show is out of Batesville. Jason called me up, said, what do you think about Thursday? And I was like, let's do this. I'm good. Let's do it. So, uh, got a little extra push out there for the podcast and uh, gave a little love to those guys. If you are on... Uh, any platform, including YouTube, look up OPB Podcast, Our Parents' Basement Podcast, and see what those guys are doing. They are video game, mainly. Uh, they had me on talking about some comics, but uh, those guys love old video games. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all the way up. So, I watched, check I them watched out. It, dude. It was excellent. You nailed it, man. You did a good job. Way to represent me, me. I am me. That's right. Ah, Sean, you, you being you. You you do you, and you tell me what you think about uh, Dominique Monaghan being in Star Wars. How does that land I'm, on I'm you? I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. I noticed on the notes you put all Lord of the Rings up in my Star Wars, but when I see that, that's Charlie, man. I mean, you know, I, I don't remember whether he was Merry or Pippin, but I can tell you he was Charlie. He was... I, I love Dominic Monaghan. Charlie's character endeared him to me forever. And i very excited to see what he would be, what role he would play in Star Wars uni- universe. So, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, for that. I, I have to agree with you. I mean, they were, as Mary, he was great in Lord of the Rings. But his role in Lost, I mean... That that is when you see Dominic Monaghan. That's who. That's the first thing you think of is Lost. You I mean, he is everybody. so. I mean, <laughs> whenever you first meet Charlie, and that's the great thing about that show how how it takes these one dimensional or two dimensional characters, and then over time, could be your favorite character. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely could be. Uh, you know, Charlie starts out uh, the druggie on the thing, and then. By the end of his story arc, you're like, no! <laughs> no! Ah, oh, not Penny's boat! Uh, you know, people could dry, cry at the drop of a hat for that one, so. Yeah. Oh. That's, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, J.J. Abrams getting up in here and, and using his influence and, you know, getting people we like and, uh, you know, making it a, making it a good movie. Redeeming Star Wars uh, yet again. I'm excited. I'm excited. J.J. does amazing things, and I, I like it when he's able to put together his own cast. You know, he, he's one of those. He's kind of like Joss. He's got his own set of regulars that come to a lot of his sets with him and wind up in shows with him. He hasn't supremely let me down yet, so I am extremely excited for what he's going to bring to Star Wars Episode Nine. So let me ask this, since we're on the subject of Star Wars, and we're up to... Episode Nine. of course, is going to end the second trilogy of the future of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Do we... And, and, and with 
with kind of the originals, I kind of wanted the Empire to die at the end of the third movie. Now, they kind of did. Don't get me wrong. But, um... I really kind of wish the First Order wasn't as related to the Empire as it was. I, yeah. I wish, I kind of wish it would have been something else, not, yeah. oh, it's the Empire again. Uh, yeah. You know, and even even the Timothy Zahn stuff with um, with Thrawn did, did the same thing. I mean, it was a continuation of the Empire, you know, to fill the power vacuum. And, and you could do that, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of want the next set of movies to go different places. Yeah. I don't. I don't need another. Oh look, now we're replacing the first order. You know, with oh they still they've got super star destroyers again. You know, uh, just something. Get somebody creative in there and give me something new. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I, I've I've got my old nostalgia hit with episode seven. We had a misstep with episode eight. You know, maybe redeemed with episode nine and in the story. You know, we're we're the 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 rebellion's always fighting giant armies, and I would like to see yeah, Rogue One almost pulls this off. It, it really does pull this off, where it's more small group oriented. You know, uh, a heist movie is only five or six characters for the good, and usually two or three for the bad, and it's a real tight, confined storyline. You could almost wish you would do something like that with Star Wars, where it's just like three or four of our favorite Star Wars characters, what whatever the writer chooses, versus two or three bad guys who have some infam you know, really awful plan that's gonna, you know, set off a bomb so, or something. But Okay. So you mean you mean like take Take like Rogue One, but make it three movies. And I don't, and I don't mean take the story of Rogue One and make it three movies, but have a new group of heroes, but a small contained group over the set of three movies do something amazing. Yeah, and the build up is great. Yeah, where, where, and, and they, you know, yeah, ex, I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, an X Men movie is about just the X Men. You know, not all mutants. We don't need all the rebellion. Maybe just a few rebels, and here's their story about going up against. You know. A bad guy we've never heard of. It, it could be all original for all I care. I enjoy the Star Wars universe. I don't really enjoy when, you know, stuff that I extremely, extremely love about the Star Wars universe gets screwed up. And I know that's all open to interpretation, but, you know, uh, a totally original take and story. And the thing is, honestly, I want one of the characters to not be Jedi, but have, like, totally untrained Force abilities. You know, we, we Ray, Ray, it feels like, went from, you know, oh, the Force is real, watch what I can do. I mean, Ray totally decimated Luke when it came to, oh, I learned about the Force, bam, I've pretty much mastered the Force. Like, she did that very quickly. I want somebody that has to be, you know, like, Oh, the bad guy's almost going to win. And then at the last second, you know, I'm able to throw a switch from across the room. I don't want to the movie to focus on the reliability and the use of the force constantly. Right. Yeah. Somebody who is a, a learner and possibly, possibly never has. I mean, that would be a great story to tell. 
I think you're onto something. I mean, what if there's a forced person out there and there is nobody to train them? What do what does that person do over the course of these movies? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's all just. Self-talk. I mean, they're just they're just me or you stumbling through the world. And suddenly, we have these powers and nobody is around. All the Jedi are dead, or they're nowhere near where you are. And yeah, you just have to wing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think a, a story like that would be awesome. And uh, I would, it would be definitely be something original that I, I think would bring, you know, some freshness to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did want to talk about Black Panther. Now, recently, Black Panther's been in the news again. Of course, it crossed, what, set, was it $800 billion? Or How much was it? It was like $2 billion. Um, uh, Anyway, it, it hit a huge, it hit a huge marker. Uh, recently, and now, is it number days, two or number three all time? I ha- I'd have to if you'll pull that up. I, I, okay. I don't know. Um, but uh, there's been talk of a big Oscar push for Black Panther, and I don't have any problem with that. I think I think that movie should get great awards. But here's my question: the Oscars have went and done this throw 'em a bone award, this most popular movie award, right? Which, on the face of it, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Because exactly what they're doing is saying, Hey, young everybody who likes popular stuff, let's give an award to what you already know was the most popular thing this year. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to award you for that. Come look at our program. Um, You know, it, it, it really it cheapens it. I mean, I understand what they're doing. The awards are there to sell, to put eyes on stuff, and and I, and I get it, but it, it it's dirty. It's so dirty. I mean, if if they snub Black Panther on everything else and then give them this made up award, yes. Oh, oh it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to live in that world. Now, don't get me wrong. Give Infinity War that award, okay. But nominate Black Panther for Best Picture. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Like, just like Mad Max Fury Road got nominated for Best Picture and and, and blew some people's minds. But if you watch that movie, you will understand why it got nominated. It is a great film. It is... It it is spectacle. Oh, yeah. And it should have been nominated. And it was. That's fine. Didn't win. Knew it wouldn't win. That's fine. But it was nominated for Best Picture of the Year because, God bless it, it was the one of the best pictures of the year. Right. You know... And more and more movies should be in that category. You know, as we see yeah, Infinity War, you know, it, it, Thor Ragnarok, maybe not. Maybe Best Comedy, okay, you know. But it can be nominated. It can be considered. Whereas, in the beginning, you know, uh, these old people who do... The awards, you know, and I'm not going to get on all the political and everything like that, but it's, you know, if you're going to do these award shows and you want to figure out, well, how do we get more people watching these shows? Well, you kind of want to want to be on the pulse of the people that have the money. Yeah. So yeah, they, and they don't do that. Yeah, no, they don't do that. They they talk to all the people in Hollywood who've got like the way what one oh there was a famous movie where. I think it was even Weinstein, oh dear God, you know, went around to all the Academy members and like, here, here's $1,500, vote for this movie. 
and just got a movie that didn't deserve it, nominated and won. Oh my goodness, that's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, but um, Sean, how do you how do you feel about I mean, this? First of all, do you think Black Panther can make it? I would hope so. I w- I would hope so. Um, but but my honest expectations are no. I I think. I think movies like this are on always be on the outside. I don't think, I don't think no matter how much. I mean, look at this Black Panther. Uh, I, I looked it up. It was one point three four six billion dollars worldwide on box office mojo. Mm-hmm. I think it was domestic box. I think it crossed eight hundred million at the domestic okay. box office or uh, something. But but I don't think. Even though that's an astronomical number, and even though it's up there breaking records, I don't think money counts for crap to these people. I, I don't think that that's that's that will not buy them. A, I mean, in all honesty, it's not going to buy Black Panther a, a big enough vote. I just don't know if movies that we enjoy uh, of the comic book genre of this new genre of film that's taken off. I don't know if it'll ever be taken super seriously. Good enough for, for what the the awards shows consider prestigious awards. I mean, I almost spoke about it. Uh, we stopped each other from speaking before we started recording. You know, I, I don't do award shows. I I said the last time I watched an award show was when Rage Against the Machine climbed on top of the Moon Man during the VMAs. And I swear that was like ninety eight or ninety nine, and I was well, in college. I I don't I don't give a crap who wins. the The next day when they show me, you know, here's the list of all that won. If something I liked won, I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. But but the awards themselves have zero effect on me. It's just Hollywood's chance to puff each other up. Yeah, well, I mean, there's 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 another thing to it. I mean, there was always a thing with, you know, you, you talked about the VMAs, and my favorite memory of the VMAs was, you know, all the things that happened. Like, we were all watching this stuff at the same time. We could talk about it the next day, and, you know, you never knew it was going to happen because it was quote-unquote live TV. You know, you, you saw, like, especially with the VMAs, like the first... Like, the first MTV, like, the Unplugged series, I remember seeing uh, John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora get up on stage with two guitars and play Wanted Dead or Alive. Just, just, you know, just them and two guitars. Amazing. Brought the house down. And began the, the Unplugged series... I mean, that's what directly inspired the the great, you know, Nirvana unplugged and all those all those things we got at that time, which I'm not even sure they they even make anymore. Uh, but I absolutely loved. I mean, I don't I don't like Nirvana that much, but I have Nirvana unplugged. I do. I honestly do. Um, because I just enjoyed that kind of music, and I really enjoyed that experience at that time. That's how much it affected me. Um. And, you know, nostalgia for the award shows you used to watch because you'd always see clips of, you know, the really funny, the Bob Hope hosting, Billy Crystal hosting, these power people in Hollywood, you know, hosting. It was it was kind of a 
comedy event. Well, and, you would uh, watch it more for the host than you would the awards. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. And it it was fun. I mean, it was something you could. Oh, they do little things, and and you wanted to see what was best movie because I mean, you might actually back in the day, whenever I was a teenager or you're younger, you may have actually seen one of the movies they they have. But these days, it's the artist. Nobody watched the artist in the theater. Nobody did. Show me a person who went to the theater and watched the artist. Not a single person. And if you don't know what movie I'm talking about, I'm talking about the movie that came out like five, six years ago. It was a uh, black film. and white, yeah. about old Hollywood. You know, nobody watched that in the theater. <laughs> That's not something I'm going to go watch. There, there's, there's a, there's, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a type of movie that can be nominated for best picture if it doesn't fall in that type and we all i don't know how to describe that type but but you gotta think it's okay to be best picture you either have to be about the past a musical or the most pretentious thing made that year if you were <laughs> one of those nailed it things, we're done if you <laughs> close, close. If you, Close up the category, Sean. Sean just sewed it yeah, up. Yeah, if you are one of those three things, you're you're a historical movie, you're you're a musical, or you're a pretentious piece of garbage. Then then there you go. There's your three nominations for best picture. And mm. and the the films we like will fall on deaf ears until there's new people sitting in those seats. And you know what? Somebody if somebody was smart. They would take exactly what what the Oscars aren't doing and make a make a great award show and, and judge the movies that everybody goes and sees on serious you know criteria and then do that yeah <laughs> and then make it fun. You're gonna end up with the Rotten Tomatoes award show soon. Oh no! Rotten Tomatoes presents. Sponsored by YouTube. Sponsored by Flickster. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. Napster. Napster's back, baby. We're back. Alright, um, moving on to to something that that we've talked about nearly week in and week out, but now it's just evolving into a different type of story. Ad infinitum. Oh, okay. Let, let's first let, let's talk all the talk. We can talk all the talk surrounding Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, now, if you don't mind, first off, I'll say what I think I've heard the past like three days. The past 72 hours have been, um, you know, obviously uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 suspended indefinitely. Uh, no point in sight where this movie will restart. Or anything like that. Uh, people have been sent home, and they, you know th this is the end for that movie. And we're gonna find a new movie to to fill in that spot in Phase Four. Then, then probably less than 24 hours after that, I'm reading something. Uh, what is it, Taika, that has been approached to do a an undisclosed, unnamed uh, Marvel film? As opposed to who else? 
the well, I know that uh, the the showrunner I cannot think of his name of Daredevil for Marvel Netflix was approached, and he said no. Drew Goddard? Yes, he was approached, and he said no way. I believe his Twitter Twitter quote was, "No way in hell I'm taking that job. I cannot live up to the James Gunn standard." Like he he put no way, no way in hell. Like he was adamant that he could not uh, take on that role for Guardians. And then I read something about Taika. Uh, you and I had even talked uh, back and forth in text message about you know would we wanted that to be Guardians three or would there be something else? Honestly, in, in my opinion, before I'm sorry, I'm just totally jumping into this. I've been thinking about what I wanted to say about this. For, for a little bit. But I think... Well, I wish you would. I think that you don't have to do a Guardians 3. I think you 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 take the Guardians and you find a good writer, which, which Marvel has plenty of that do great jobs. And uh, personally, I think, I think the brothers would be the best here. Because what I think you need to do is you need to take whatever your 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 final point whatever your creme de la creme of guardians 3 was going to be and you're going to need to tell that story throughout multiple movies in phase four i i think that's a it's something that you know it, it's like a hulk i think you look at guardians like a hulk now no more solo movies but you get no, appearances no and i you disagree work i i totally disagree with that uh Guardians is a is a franchise juggernaut. I mean, you you don't you don't take Star Wars and then go, okay, well this isn't working very much. Let's let's put Star Wars in with something else. Let's have let's have these characters from Star Wars and they're over here with this. It, Guardians is, is a success, a huge success, and for Marvel to not keep developing cosmic Marvel would be a huge mistake. Not a misstep, it would be a mistake. Because, uh, I mean, you're going to have uh, uh, Captain Marvel part of that cosmic universe. We're just getting into Fox Marvel. You're going to have Silver Surfer Galactus coming in. You're going to have Annihilus. You're going to have... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is your doorway to the larger Marvel universe, to that cosmic stuff, to Annihilation, to to the whole rest of the dang space of everything. Um, you don't shut it down. You use you use James Gunn's script, you hire somebody like Taika, and you get it done. And then you worry about part four, or you worry about Nova, or or Fantastic Four, and and, and, and fold that in to your to your you know, angel food cake yeah. you're making. <laughs> See, but and, and I think you just nailed it there. That that was going to be what I suggested when uh you had texted me is that Taika takes on a Nova series. Well, I mean, it just makes sense. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be Nova, but I mean, your your Cosmic Marvel needs to happen. I mean, you're going to you know, they're getting to the end of phase whatever we're in, Three. you know, they're they're fixing to have a bunch of new characters roll in or take over or end and that kind of thing. You've got to take it new places. You've got to be fresh. I understand we, we, we've got a third Avengers movie and we keep spooning it in. I, I, I know. 
but it's going to start to be, um, you know, it, it's just going to be same old, same old if they let it get stale. They have to improve. They have to refresh. Cosmic Marvel is going to be part of that part of that refreshment. We're going to see things we haven't seen before. You're going to see Galactus larger than life on a, on a screen. And you're going to see, you know, Annihilus coming. You're going to see uh, uh, Thanos and, and the minions. You're going to, they may expand on Titan and, and show the Titan Eternals mentor. And Star Fox may have gotten away, though I don't know if they would show Star Fox in today's environment. But, um, you know, you're, they're working on an Eternals movie. All this stuff is 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 coming, and Guardians of the Galaxy I think is a linchpin in that. I don't think they back away from it. Uh, how much of a break do you take? Um, now I they they probably will take a break. Like I I don't think they'll start Guardians back up immediately, even if they have a director, because uh, even if it is Taika, and even if they do use gun script. They are going to eyeball this with a room full of everybody, and because they know this is, this could very well be, uh, you know, uh, uh, and now I'm stuck because I can't think what I was going to say. Fruit of the tainted tree or something. I, I don't remember the phrase, but um, you know the. This could very well be something that that could damage Marvel. Yeah, you know, yeah. if they go in, if they go in and they do this, even with Taika, and this movie doesn't land, everybody knows it, and everybody everybody's going to know why. Well, told you, you should have rehired Gun. Told you, <laughs> told you, told you. Yeah, told you. Yeah. It's, so it's, they they the, have the to internet. they have to take a they ha- yeah they have to take a hard look at this next movie. So yeah, it probably will be delay. It'll probably stay delayed. We probably will see a change on the schedule. Oh my goodness. It's going to be craziness. So, let me ask this. What would you plug in there if you were doing it? What would be your next Cosmic Marvel movie if they say, "Okay, we're putting Guardians on hold for a year, year and a half." I think you go Nova. I think you have to. Okay, do you go no, Richard Ryder yeah, Nova? Richard or Ryder. Do you do the... I, I go with Richard okay. Ryder. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I feel you. And, okay, who would his bad guy be? Oh, I don't know, man. Um... See, I would I would actually go with the recent... Uh, I don't know that I'd put him straight up against Annihilation because you would need uh, to introduce a bunch of other characters, which the Guardians... Okay, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to walk back a little. What I said, folding Guardians into that Nova movie <laughs> as part of the Annihilation wave and have Annihilus oh. be the big bad. Mm-hmm. That that would that would be a smart smart move on their part. Um, Sean may be a genius, and I didn't know it. No, no, just just lucky every now and then. Um, speaking of lucky though, please tell us. About your local hall, as uh, we we all sit back and wait for this man to explain another, another epic local hall. Uh, well, okay, I can do this. Um, 
So, there are times in your life when you're you're sitting around and you're working or you're you just happen to look at something and you know every so often you just you just check things. Mhm. Well, I just happened to check um Facebook Marketplace and and a post went up about a minute a minute before I checked it. And um there was a a picture of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, what was the issues? Uh, number 69, number 77, and number 78 on this top, in this box of comics. I was like, well, um, okay, let me check this. <laughs> so, I, I sent the person a message, like, hey, I'm kind of interested in this, is it available? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm on my way. And, um, let, let, let oh, okay, let me, let me tell you what I got. Mm-hmm. I got a great copy of Fantastic Four number 91, 15-cent copy. Uh, another 12-cent Captain Marvel number 14. Amazing Spider-Man number 22, 35, 36, 45, 55. Uh, a lot of those are uh, Steve Ditko. That 22... Oh my gosh, Spider-Man 22. Um Spider-Man 69, 77, 78. <clears throat> and, um, Amazing Spider-Man number 90. Now, if you don't know what issue this is, this is the issue I've only seen reprinted several times in, in, in trade paperbacks. It's the death of Captain Stacy. This is not a comic I'd ever think I would own. I mean, it's not it's not that expensive to get, but I mean... You know, in the wild. That's crazy. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 94, 187, uh, and and some more more modern stuff. Like whenever we were we were the younger, like 253, 254, 255, 256, Black Costume Era. Uh, you know the the Benham suit, and then a whole lot of uh, your teenage era Spider-Man, like 340, 352. You know, Carnage Era. Awesome. Uh, I did get some uh, three Marvel Tales, number 15, 21, and 31, including uh, Amazing Spider-Man... Or, no, I'm not Amazing. Uh, Spider-Man Chapter 1 by John Byrne, which I did not have. Issue number one, which is a uh, homage to uh, uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, the cover by John Byrne. Um, and, like, probably 250 other comics. That's unreal. Uh, a lot of, um, probably about 10 or 20, 12 cent DC as well. Uh, some Batman, some detective comics. Um, I was just giddy. <laughs> and that was amazing. But uh, on top of that, um, I took my son to Shannon's Cards and Comics. He ordered a bone graphic novel number nine, I believe. And it, it had come in. Nice. So, um, went by and picked up. He got me a great deal on uh, Champions number 15, my last John Byrne issue I was needing. Nice. Um, Supernatural Thrillers number 13 and 14. Beautiful copies of each, which I, I needed. So I'm, on, I'm only down to needing like two of those. Yeah, I started to say you're down to two of them, aren't you? Uh, pretty much. Um, and uh, Giant Size Supervillain Team Up. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is goofy, just goofiness. Um, and and today I got like a an Alpha Flight number twenty nine by uh, uh, Mignola. That's awesome. Uh, and 
But let me talk about some modern comics. Now, as you know, um, after Secret Wars ended in, in the current run of comics, like in, in the past two years, um, Reed Richards, Susan Richards, and uh, the kids disappeared. They haven't been seen in the Marvel Universe. Uh, so Johnny Storm and the Thing have been hanging around by themselves. Well, this new series started up. It was the it's the next version of Marvel Two in One, and it's the Thing and the Human Torch. And what the story is is them teaming up to find Reed and Reed and family. Okay. And it's drawn by one of my favorite modern artists. Uh, and his name is Jim. Oh. I gotta make try to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Chung, C H E U N G. He's an amazing artist. Reminds me a lot of John Byrne. Uh, love this guy. Um, it's a trade paperback of the first, first four issues, first six issues. I'm sorry, first six issues of Marvel Two and One. Now this is a this isn't the full story. There there'll be another volume. Uh, but this is really great. It it reminded me of the John Byrne or the Fantastic Four issues that I really love. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty good story. They end up going to uh, um, an alternate reality. They're they're going through the multiverse to try to find Reed and Sue, and uh, they end up on an Earth where the thing died, and. Uh, whenever Galactus first came, and Doctor Doom stopped Galactus. <laughs> That's cool. And it's a really good story. I mean, it has alternate universe heroes and stuff like that, but it doesn't do... Here's one thing I, I love and hate. So, I love What If comics. Right. I, I honestly do. I love the stories of, oh, what if this happened and blah, blah, blah. But... Also hate the what if comics because writers, I don't know why this happens. Some writers do an absolutely great job of handling those, and they're really good. Other writers go, okay, here's our chance to put like a spear through Captain America's head, or just you know, characters that never die or never in trouble just get slapped in the back of the head and their head flies off. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, uh, what, what, okay. Lazy writing. It's lazy writing. Um, but this doesn't feel that way. This feels very, okay, this happened in another universe. I can see that. It's very logical. And um, I, I can't wait for the second volume of this. Um, I'm so happy I got this today. That's awesome, dude. Um, a couple other things, not comic related, but um, I, I've told everybody about this before, but uh, Walmart had... Uh, G1 reissues of Transformers come out, and they've been in stock and out of stock over the past month. Um, but I was able to snag a G1 Starscream. Oh, and that's it, awesome. It, it, it came in, and uh, this thing is beautiful. Uh, I'm going to put up shots later of... I've, I, I also have a boxed original G1 Starscream. I've, I've mentioned that before. So I'm going to do some comparison photos and put them up on the site. Um... But man, I was super excited for that. Uh, it, it it is absolutely great. Um, and I also picked up. Um, I had an eBay. I, I, I eBayed something pretty cheap. 
I was super excited. I got X-Men number 107. Um, nice. So now all I'm missing for it is 103. For for 101 through 5, whatever. Um, that's awesome. And, and that's, that's yeah, that's what I've got. Way to go, man. I'm totally killing it. Nailing it. Ugh. I, uh... I did go there. There's an antiques mall near us that uh, you and I have been before, and there's a totally new. Oh, vi- was it, yeah. There's a totally it, new vendor there now. Is this the one? Is this the one that had the big the big toy went the big toy section? Like the guy wasn't there, but there was a lot of toys that no, were overpriced. No, this is the the antiques mall to the right of that one, the blue one. Um, it, oh. it's, it's under new ownership. Um. It's getting remodeled as we speak. And we were walking through the other day, and I met Stan. And Stan has his own uh, area there. It's all blocked off. I bet you, dude, we got to go there sometime when we have time to sit down and dig. Because it's probably 30 to 40 short boxes. He says he's too old to carry around long boxes. I told him I don't blame him. Um... But he has Hidden Nugget Comics. I got his card. Um, I sat and spoke with him for probably 30 to 40 minutes. Just an incredible guy. And not from his section, but from another section uh, there where there were just tons of loose comics laying in a pile uh, with nobody taking care of them at all. I dug through and... Found an Iron Fist number three that is now yours. Yes. So, John Byrne. um, it, it, it's not the best looking thing in the world, but for the cost, it wasn't bad. And I am really excited for uh, the chance I get to go back and dig through Hidden Nugget comics because he, uh, just a genuine man that loves comics, loves collecting, and. That's what he does, and I, I can't wait to go up there when I have more time and dig through those boxes. Yeah, definitely. When we're at uh, the next Comic Con, oh yeah, we'll 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 do I, that. I told him, I told like him, like in two weeks. Yeah, I told him. I was like, you know, you need to just uh, get you a booth and go to the Comic Con. He's like, no, nah, that's too much work. <laughs> I was like, I don't blame you there. I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, Rick, do you All have right. anything to add this week? Uh, n- n- no. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's enough. If I had any more, I would just go ahead and split it for next awesome. week. So, well, one thing: if you're if you're listening to us, uh, go check out uh, our parents' basement. I'm pretty sure they have a Facebook page. Give them some love. Tell them that we sent you. Uh, tell everybody over there we said hi. But if you're looking for us. Uh, I am on Vero, most active, uh, pretty much daily. Uh, Sean Thomas. And then on Twitter, I'm about to start spooling up. If you're into sports and you also like comics and stuff, uh, I I always jump on my Twitter. That's at Maynard98, and that'll be happening uh, this weekend. As soon as uh, college football hits, I'm on Twitter like a madman. Rick, where can they find you? You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. You can search Not So at Not So Southern Gentleman on Twitter. You can hit me up on Instagram on Vero. We are both verified there. That's right, man. 
Well, if you got nothing else, I say Wupugsui, go hogs for not so southern gentlemen. I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>